The Hard Knocks Life is brought to you by Robinson Creek Home Health and Hospice. Robinson Creek Home Health and Hospice is located in Austin, Texas. We can help coordinate with nursing and all therapy needs. If you have a friend or a family member that could benefit from Robinson Creek Home Health and Hospice in-home clinical team, let your health care provider know that Robinson Creek Home Health and Hospice is your choice. Go to rchomehealthhospice.com or call 512-328-7606. Let's get into it. Yeah, it's time. The Hard Knocks Life Podcast is what you are now tuned into. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. The Hard Knocks Life. It's your boy, Harbaugh Harge. Make sure you follow me at Harbaugh Harge on Twitter. You can follow me at Harge Knocks for the show on Twitter as well. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. I'm on all your social media platforms, and I want to get into this right now. Um, Steve, Coach Sark, is putting together his coaching staff. And let me just tell you this. This coaching staff is coming to become one of those who's who in coaching. Every day there's some new news that is uh, coming out about who is going to be the defensive coordinator? Who's going to be on the offensive staff? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Well, let me just tell you this. As this team has been put together, um, we always talk about home run hires and who is this and who is that and what 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 would make everyone happy? What would make everyone happy? Is it going to be a guy that has a lot of NFL ties? Is it going to be a guy that is – you know, can recruit? Is he going to put guys into the league? Is what is going to happen with this coaching staff to the point that everyone is um, satisfied? I don't think we'll ever get to the point where everyone will be satisfied because that's just who we are as a society. We're going to find something wrong with the pick. We're going to find something wrong with what uh, we feel the team should be doing instead of, like I said before, let Coach Sark put his team together. Let Coach Sark figure out who and what he wants as a team for his coaching staff. And we as fans, we have to continue to put um, thought process into where we were and where we're headed. And what I mean by that is the coaches that were on each staff previous to this one. You look at what Charlie did. Charlie brought some buddies in that weren't quite up to snuff, and now they're starting to pay for that. You look at what um, Tom Herman brought in, nobody, and I mean nobody, was excited about who their coaching staff was because they didn't feel like, they were ready for the power five. They, they, they weren't ready to take that next step on the path of going to a big major university where all eyes are on you like Tupac. I mean, it is a totally, totally different ball game now. And I've seen people comment on the fact that uh, Coach Sark has brought over uh, 
staff from Alabama, you know, mostly Aggie fans and, and other fans that are not in line with what Texas is doing. So I would tell you, uh, Aggie fans and anyone in the SEC, be glad that all those people are going to the University of Texas or taking jobs at other schools because you still couldn't beat Alabama in the first place. So, and and coaches get fired because they can't beat Bama. This might give you an opportunity to, to put some more uh, belief in your coaching staff and quit worrying about what's going on somewhere else. So how about that? Let's just do that because it seems like everybody wants to talk about everybody. Let's just worry about your own backyard and let Texas fans worry about theirs. But as this team and uh, coaching staff comes together, Coach Sark has gone after, I'm going to call him Coach K because I'm not even going to butcher my man's name up like that because I'm still trying to, it, it's Pete. Wachowski, that's what I'm going to go with right there. And that's it. That's my one time. Pete Wachowski, and I'll wait to hear what the other number name is. But to me, that's how it's pronounced. But Coach K is a, is coming in as the defensive coordinator. And everyone's like, well, who is this? We, this is a, this is a, uh, you know, just like we said about Coach Sark, this is a down the line hire. What, what is he going to do? How is he going to be here and be the coach? Well, I'm just going to tell you this. Over the years with Coach Peterson, um, he's made a big difference in that defense in, in Washington. He's a Northwestern guy. He's been in that area. And when I say Northwest, I'm talking about Northwestern part of the United States, not Northwestern University. Um, he's been in the, the Pacific Northwest. I'll do that for you. And he's, Changed the way defense is being played at Washington. Um, we had some guys that were in the coaching search that no one uh, was sure that was going to happen. So let's take Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn uh, worked with Coach Sark with the Atlanta Falcons, gave him a job. And I'm a fan of Dan Quinn because he helped with the Legion of Boom. But he's not coming to the University of Texas because he decided he was going to be a Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, that's another team that I'm in love with, just in case you didn't know. But, yeah, so he is uh, taking that job. So Dan Quinn is off. Then you have a guy that was at Alabama with him as well, Pete Golding. He was defensive coordinator. He was one that they thought uh, was going to leave Alabama. And, boom, no, he got to stay. And Alabama's still going to be able to roll like they have been, roll top. And then another one was Georgia's uh, Dan Lanning. All reports said that he was the next guy on the list. And then out of the blue, he decided to turn it down. And then we're back to the drawing board. So possibly people may be correct on how low on the list this guy, Coach K, was. But I tell you this. You can't deny some of the people that he has put in the NFL, Buda Baker, Vita Vey, Danny Shelton, Marcus Peters, who's, you know, making interceptions for Baltimore, Shaq Thompson, All-America, Travis Feeney. I mean, the guy has developed players and put them in the league. What is the one thing that University of Texas fans continue to talk about? The lack of development on this team. And as, as this plays out, we are going to start from this day forward. Today is January the 20th. I want everyone to understand that 
moving forward, we have some guys that are going to get drafted. Uh, Joseph Osai, uh, Sam Cosme, and others. Caden Stearns may get drafted a little bit later. Sam Ellinger is probably going to get drafted a little bit later. But these guys are going to play in the NFL. With that being said, that we saw that Tom Herman and his group has gotten to the point where we're going to have more guys drafted, uh, at least in the first round, than we have in a very, very long time. Heard something the other day that Vince Young was the last first-round pick on offense. Huh? What? And I believe, what, Mike Williams was one of the last offensive linemen drafted in the first round by Texas? Is some crazy stat. I could be wrong about Mike Williams, but I, I I don't think I'm that far off. But yeah, this is this is crazy that the University of Texas has not had and not put out that much talent in the draft. Now it, that were drafted. Now there's a lot of talent in the league. That recently, uh, Devin Duvernay got a chance to get into the league. Deshaun Elliott, PJ. Watt. I mean, players are in them. Uh, Malik Jefferson. Players have gotten drafted, but not as high as Texas would want and fans would want for the University of Texas, where you're a power five school with all the resources that you have. And everybody says that this is the best job in America, but yet some players aren't getting an opportunity to show that it's the best job in America. So from this day forward, I would like to think that the development will change and business will pick up. Texas uh, recruiting was down on the offensive line when the state of Texas had probably, this was the best recruiting cycle of offensive linemen and Texas didn't land the Brockemeyers and people were losing their mind because the development on the offensive line, as I just said, has not been there. And a lot of people are blaming that on Herb Hand. I mean, from everything that I've seen and heard, Herb Hand was not a good recruiter. And Kyle Flood being coming in from Alabama, who did pull the Brockemeyers over there, who did recruit some of the top linemen. And if you've watched Alabama's offensive line, those guys aren't, aren't normal. Those aren't normal size guys. And I am hopeful that Texas will pull some of these big time recruits. I know that they offered uh, the, a five-star offensive tackle, uh, last name Price who was never offered by the University of Texas. And he tweeted out yesterday that due to the fact that there is a new coaching staff at the University of Texas, he received an offer. He's the number one offensive lineman in Texas did not offer this kid. That is, that is ridiculous that a coaching staff. Okay. Let me take, let me, let me, let me put this in perspective. Everything that I said a little while ago about Texas believing that they are the Joneses, every Texas believing that they're the number one big time school, they are the place where coaches really want to go and coach, and this is the place to be. How is it that you do not offer the top offensive tackle in the nation? That to me is total lunacy and asinine that that was not happening. It doesn't matter if you get you get turned down, you offer the best players. If you want to be the best, you offer the best. Oh, they didn't. 
they didn't fit our profile. You know what don't fit the profile? You as a recruiter, because now you were fired because of that. The choices that you make along the way is ridiculous to, to think that you will not offer one of the top players in the country that everyone else is offering. If everyone else is offering, the top schools are offering them, you better get in there and get in the mix because it makes no sense. It makes no sense and it costs you your job. It costs you your job. Oh my goodness, this stuff is kind of crazy to me. But I'm excited that the, they finally got the staff together and recruiting is going to pick up and they're going to get all this stuff implemented and everyone can relax to see now what's next for Coach Sark. We've talked about this before. What If you watch the national championship game and you saw the way that defense played and you saw the way that offensive line moved and you saw the, the principles of the schemes that were drawn up on offense, you have to be excited as a Longhorn fan. As a Longhorn fan, you have to be excited because this is the new way. You look at Lincoln Riley and how his offense are drawn up and the moves that he makes and things that happen. I told you, he's probably one of the best, if not the best, play callers that I've seen. But you know who was better than him at that age? Coach Sark. Coach Sark was the wonder kid. Coach Sark was the one that everyone uh, was trying to hire. Yes, he, he had a very unfortunate situation. And um, he went through it, and now he's persevering, and now he's on to the next thing, all gas, no brakes. But this is this is the guy that everyone wanted to be before Lincoln Riley, before Sean McVay. He was that guy. So let's not forget that. Now we'll see what the defense can do, multiple schemes, different players. And speaking of players, we had uh, some information that came out about the transfer portal. One of my guys, one of my favorite guys on this team, um, Tom Herman, told us before that he thought that uh, Jalen Green, well, he makes him makes him right that after three years, he wouldn't be still at the university because he thought he was going to go to the NFL. Well, there's a strong possibility he may be right, not for the NFL, but he definitely will not be at the university because he entered the transfer portal. Um just yesterday, I believe it was. And then also offensive uh, lineman, Willie Tyler, who we thought was going to have an opportunity to be a big-time stud at the University of Texas. He had opted out of the 2020 season due to concerns regarding COVID-19. And now he decided that he will not be returning um, to Texas for the spring semester. <sighs> Well, as I just said a little while ago, we were talking about offensive linemen, and anytime you have an offensive lineman leaving, that makes your locker room very, very thin. Um, I, I, I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to take the next step. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the coaching staff that is coming in. Maybe he needs a fresh start. Maybe there's some other things that we don't know about. Uh, maybe, it'd be, maybe a family situation. But for him to be leaving the university when – I, I would look at it as the coaches 
new coaches, new eyes, new opportunities. That's how I would look at it. Um, some people believe that he was told you probably don't fit our scheme. I don't know. But when you when you look at the big picture and what's missing and the University of Texas is having a tough time with offensive linemen, I know that that last year did not count. But as you look at moving forward with a new coach, I would have wanted to stick it out to see if I can shake it up and 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 take that next step because it's obvious that he knows what he's doing when he's coaching to put people into the league. So uh, I do wish everyone good luck whenever they make those moves because transitioning to another school and thinking that life is going to be better. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, the grass isn't always greener on the other side because you don't know what they fertilize and they lawn with. Think about that. The grass is not always greener on the other side. You don't know what they fertilize their lawn with. They might have sprayed their lawn. That might be AstroTurf, which is fake. So I just, whenever you make that transition and leave a university, I don't care if it's Texas, I don't care if it's AM, I don't care. Alabama, when you make a move from one school to another, there will be some growing pains and they don't always end in success. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. So good luck to those kids. And Jalen Green has always been one of my favorite players that is out there. Um, I want to transition to the University of Texas men's basketball team. They are currently ranked number five. They are off for a week and a half. Uh, Iowa State game and TCU games have been canceled due to COVID uh, concerns. Their next game will be against OU on January the 26th at the Frank at Club Irwin, Frank Irwin Arena. As of right now, Texas has not been letting um, people into the stand. There's been no fans at the last couple of games at the Frank Irwin Center. I'm hoping that will change in the near future because you got a top five team that is playing some really good basketball. They do have some flaws. They do have some things that they need to continue to work out. And this is an experienced basketball team. So I'm on the, I'm cautiously optimistic. My, my boy Armand told me I need to be a little bit more positive when it comes to this team, but you have a top five team that, that has a chance to, to do some things. And it's unfortunate that because of the rules, they're not letting people in the Irwin Center. And it and it's kind of sad because I think this team deserves that. I think they deserve to hear the cheers and the roars, and they can probably feed off that energy. They lost that game against Texas Tech for bad free throw shooting. And then the very next game against K-State, they shot 58% from the free throw line again. And they blew out K-State, but K-State is a team that's not very good. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. They were not very good. Not been impressed with K-State. They didn't even have all of their players, uh, healthy players, scholarship players. But the Texas basketball team, the one concern that I will put out there, and y'all can tell me that I'm wrong or I'm overreacting, is when you come down to crunch time and when you get into uh, when you get into tournament play, guard play is going to be a very big part of it. And what I mean is Andrew Jones, Matt Coleman, and Courtney Ramey have to take care of the basketball in crunch time. They have to be the ones to get to the free throw line. Now, 
Matt Coleman's shooting 90% on the season, but he's shooting 77% during Big 12 play. If you want to go in the Big 12 conference, you got to make shots. You've, if, you've, if anyone's seen Baylor play, Baylor has big guards, explosive guards. And if Texas is going, and they're long, and if Texas is going to continue to switch everything, maybe, I, maybe I'm overreacting. But if I see as a team, and this is what Texas Tech did, when they saw that everything was being switched, two things happened. You get you create mismatches when you're when you're switching everything. And, and Texas Tech attacked that. Baylor will attack that because that's what good coaching does. They attack that. And when you're switching everything, you become lazy. You're not fighting through those screens as hard. You're leaving space on good shooting teams, and that is going to cost you. So as this plays out and as this continues to roll on, I am going to be paying much more attention to the type of defense that Texas comes out to play. The difference between Baylor right now is Baylor also uses their 2-3 zone and stretches you because of their length, and they have they make you shoot over them. So if you're not a good three-point shooting team or you can't get to your mid-range or you can't find that little pocket in which you can get in there to where it, it, you can make those little bunny shots, you're going to have a tough time against a team like Baylor. Now, hopefully Texas will be a number one seed somewhere. They won't have to worry about it, and they'll catch Baylor later. But watch that as we play Baylor and Oklahoma and some of these teams down the stretch because I just don't want this team to become one of those teams that's going to be complacent. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, might you lose four or five games. That's fine. I get it. It's the way that you lose is what I look at. I can't have my team shooting 58%, period. You cannot win games shooting 58% from the free throw line. That's just how this all plays out. That That's just how this goes. So, and I wanted to preview a little bit about this uh, playoff game. I'll get more into it on the next episode of the Hard Knocks Life, but I just wanted to recap uh, – the playoffs from the previous weekend. Uh, Buffalo Bills will now take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo, Josh Allen, that dude is special. Kansas City Chiefs, what are you going to do about Patrick Mahomes, who was dealing with concussion protocol, which I didn't think was a really hard hit, but it it, it, it could have been. And sometimes it's the slightest hits that get you out. It wasn't that Quandre Diggs hit that he took <laughs> in, in, in Lubbock when Quandre came out of nowhere and, and lit him up. Uh, but Josh Allen needs to figure out a running game. Uh, they don't have any. They, the, Stephon Diggs, they're going to try to take him away. So, Josh Allen, this is the big moment for you, big step, big fella, and let's see what, if you can handle it. And then, of course, you got Tom Brady taking on Aaron Rodgers last week. Brady took out New Orleans Saints, which seems to be Drew Brees' last hurrah. Um, he'll be in the TV booth, I'm, I'm sure, soon. And uh, that was a special moment after the game with Brady and the kids and Drew and his family going after that. And then uh, what can you say about A-Ron Rogers? A-A-A-Ron Rogers is unbelievable. As Stephen A. Screaming A. Smith likes to say, that's a bad man, bad man. And I can't wait till this weekend because I want to see – I've got the – 
I got the Chiefs in Green Bay playing in the Super Bowl, and that's what everybody wants to see. But I know Bills Mafia got something to say about that. So I'll get into more of that when as the time comes up. I want to talk a little bit about te Texas baseball. The rankings are out. I'll do that as well. And then I'll continue to let you know some of the things that I got going on. There's a lot that is happening. Like I said, thank you for listening to this. I love it when you subscribe. Thank you for uh, being fans of Harbaugh Harge. 